Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's show, the boys finally managed to have some downtime and get to explore the obelisk. I announced the final winner for the PaizoCon 2018 free trip and hotel, and also this week I discuss how to start your own campaign. So let's get right into it. I presume everyone wants to know who won PaizoCon this week, who gets the free trip to PaizoCon, gets the free hotel, airfare, banquet ticket... All that fun stuff. Last week we announced somebody, and that was supposed to be it, but I decided, you know, what the heck, I'm going to announce another person. But this is it. No more after this. So, we got a few new entries this week because it got a little traction. Paizo with themselves actually talked about this. They did a Facebook and a Twitter post on this. So, we got some more entries. And with that, we went through the entries, made sure they're right. And I'm randomly choosing one. And the winner, second winner of the PaizoCon 2018 contest is Lindsay Ashcroft Mills from Chicago, Illinois. You have won. I presume you want to get in touch with me as soon as possible because pre-registration for the lottery events ends today. You still have time if you get in touch with me very quickly. So if you didn't win... I'm sorry about that. I really wish everyone could win. But you know what? You know what? I think I'm going to give that another. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel I feel nice today. I feel like one more person should win. And things go in threes, right? So it'll be a lot nicer if three people get to go, hang out with us, meet the crew, have fun at PaizoCon, and all of that. So, I'm going to pick a third winner. That's right. Today. Right now. And then that's it. No more after this. This is it. I'm out of hotel rooms. I don't have any more space. So, this is as far as we can go. I wish I could bring everyone, but I can't. So, here we go. One more. Who's it going to be? It's got a whole bunch here. I randomly chose someone. And this person is... This winner is Luca Vago from the Discord. You have won. That's right, Luca Vago. Lucky you. Did choose from random, but you were in there. And you get to go. So once again, you should get in touch with me as soon as possible so we can get all your information. And you can get your ticket and maybe register for the lottery. And, well, go to PaizoCon and hang out with us. Congratulations, everyone. If you didn't win, I am sorry. 
I wish I could bring everyone, but I can't. Otherwise, maybe I'll see you at Gen Con. Maybe next year we'll do this again for PaizoCon 2019. Maybe we'll have more people go. Who knows? Right now, we're just going to talk about this year's PaizoCon. And those of you who don't make it, don't worry. Jason's going to go. He's going to post a whole bunch of pictures and articles. For those of you who can't listen to it, we're going to record our sessions. No Direction is going to record all the sessions. And for those of you curious, we actually have two talks at PaizoCon. We have a talk Saturday from 11 to noon, where it's me and John Stats, and where we're going to talk about how role-playing games influenced World of Warcraft. John, as you know, worked at Blizzard for like 11, 12 years, and was one of the leads on World of Warcraft. He designed like 20 dungeons, and he can tell you all about the whole history, and he has a new book coming out called When It's Done, and it's about the history of the vanilla WoW, how it was created from the very beginning. And it's amazing if you realize how hard it was and how insane it was to create a game like that. Then our big talk is Sunday from 4 to 6, where we're going to be having a question and answer and give out shirts and prizes and fun things like that. But the big news is we are teaming up with Order of the Amber Die, and after the Q&A, we're going to be doing a mashup. I am writing a custom module where it's going to be Pathfinder and Starfinder, meeting together in a crazy adventure with audience participation. So this is how it's going to work, actually. I'll give you the little gist. The role for combat guys are going to be playing their Starfinder characters, and the Order of the Amber dies are going to be playing Iconics from Pathfinder. How they get mixed up, you'll find out, and what the adventure is, you'll find out too. For those of you who miss it, don't worry, it will be recorded, and it is going to be really insane. It's not super long. It's about an hour, hour and a half long. So just long enough to keep everyone's attention. Not too long that you go insane. But it's going to be nuts. And I'm going to tell you, the biggest secret of all is that nobody from either show knows what's going on. Only one who knows what's going on is me. So they're all going to go in and all be surprised. It's going to be nutty. Also this week, I have a very good topic. A lot of people have been asking me about this. So much so that I thought I would talk about it is that how do you start your own campaign? Like, you want to write something, you like D&D, or you like Pathfinder, or you like Starfinder, and you want to start something, how do you do it? Especially if you're new. And I'm going to tell you how you should go about this so that you don't crash and burn, because I've seen that happen way, way too many times. Other than that, we have a funny show today. The boys explore the obelisk, and craziness ensues. So with that, let's get into the show. All right, well, Reggie walks over to this creature here, this this last one, this last monkey that he killed. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. He takes out his flame dagger and does not activate the flame, but uses the blade to oh, cut boy. off the head we go. and cut oh, off the tail. God. All right. And he puts that in his bag. He walks over to it's like, I have killed everything. And uh, I am going to take trophy. He goes over to this plant creature and takes a prominent claw or tentacle as a trophy. Yeah. Make um, sure you take a brick from the wall you were hiding behind. Yeah. <laughs> Jason McDonald is playing the Soki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. You are now encumbered. And, and, yeah, and make like, sure that I, I don't I don't know I don't know if you've saw, ever saw this um, little known movie called Dragon Slayer back in the day. 
Like I will. Yes, stand, yes, uh, yeah, I'll yeah you're gonna be like the that. king. You're the king yes, who stands like the, on the I'm dragon. Like the king at the yeah. end, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I have, I make I crossed pistol across my chest, and I say, "Someone, please take a picture of this," as I put my foot on top of the head of the creature that I just uh, I, I I take those pictures knowing that I can Photoshop them later. That's fine. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Yeah. You take those pictures and add a meme on top of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I do say, I, I, and then I tell you all about this creature that you didn't know nothing about. Um, that's great. What about these monkeys, though? John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. I oh, I, I, oh, I know about them, too. Yeah, oh, let's, oh, let's hear about the monkeys. I'm still poisoned from these monkeys. So I have oh, yeah, a vested be, interest in the monkeys. Be, you might be dead. <laughs> dead man walking. Uh, I, I'm guessing that is a life science check as well. Yeah, that's a magical beast. I forget which one that really? is. Really, really, the monkeys? Yes. No, the plant is. No, the plant is a plant. Really, the monkeys are magical beast. That's be, why they be, were so it might, smart. It, it might be mysticism. It is I'm mysticism. Not, You're correct. Yeah, yeah I'm not Ugh. that heavily trained in it, but I, I am trained. <laughs> 12. 12. Well, the good news is you're also native, so you get a bonus because you're from Castrovel. Yes, I am. Nice, and I've nice. been out here before. So is that a 14? The Kukariki. Kukariki. They're called that. They're named after the sound that they make. They often will make the Kukariki sound. They are often called sting bats. They scamper about in the canopies and glide from tree to tree. They find food sources and like to steal food from other small creatures. They can eat on anything, really. Insects, young leaves, barks, even meat on rare occasions. However, they do have their nasty stingers, which poison with a painful venom that will slow you down and do damage to your dexterity over time, which Mo has been affected by. They do like to harass trespassers to demonstrate bravery and establish pecking order in troops. And they also will throw things like fruits and seeds and poop at creatures. So you're probably not the last you've seen of these creatures. They're going to be probably harassing you for a while because they are all over the jungle wherever there's canopy. Great. They're going to get killed. Uh, They're pretty easy to hit, I mean, and kill. They're not very strong, but they are hard to find because they are up in the canopy. They obviously can shoot from range, and eventually the poison will probably get to you. And if you do not get that out of your system, you can die from it. I'm warning you. So is that something the spider bot can do? Nope. You're going to have to heal your poison. Okay, uh... We have those toxicity. Yeah, we have some. Uh, and we have the. Um, the well, what those do med is med they med only med help us with our saves. We have, already... the, we have a med kit, though, that advanced med kit thing. That's. I think that does the same thing. It's going to be heal checks, and I think that really helps our heal checks. Oh, yeah. We can actually treat disease with the med kit. Yeah, and poison. Okay, them. so it takes 10 minutes, requires a med kit. We have an advanced med kit. Um, well, you already saved against it. So all that happens is now you have to... The poison is out of your system. I need a medical check. That's that's what I need. I, I get a plus four. I get a plus four because I've made uh, a save against the poison. And whatever the advanced medical kit gives is probably... Uh, 
But it's a uh, medical check, I think. Okay, so we'll get to that in a second. So this everything's dead. You're at this rune obelisk, and what do you do? Uh, <sighs> right. Waylos probably knows about this obelisk. Shall we um, pretend we know how to read the runes? Oh, I know how to read those runes. Although I don't uh, know but... Why doesn't Wayless assist you in that? Uh, how about... You know, a postdoc? He's got to that... be way better. No, no, no. We don't want to assist on this. We want a separate check. Because if he rolls a one, I'd rather have a separate check. Wayless is probably a better finger, you know, a, a knowledge guy. Maybe, yeah. Linguistics or some such, but at any rate, yes, I agree. We should examine this tremendously. I also think we should probably camp out soon, maybe get a little healing. You're only halfway through your, you know, you've only went about six miles today, so you're halfway through the day. Mm. But it's up to you. I mean, you had quite an active day. You basically were getting trampled by those huge dinosaur creatures. You went over a bridge that collapsed behind you, and you found the obelisk and nearly died. So you can still trudge along another six miles, or you can rest here. It's up to you. Um, we should keep going, I think. I agree, being I mean, that I'm basically we, undamaged. Yeah, we should, well, rest for ten minutes to get yeah. our yeah. stamina back. Get your but... stamina points back, yeah. By the way, the rune obelisk rises above the jungle, just as Hakeem Zan's notes promised. It's an immense pillar of stone, approximately 15 feet wide, with an X-shaped cross-section that provides climbing plants, including a network of green vines and a host of violet flowers. Excellent purchase on the surface. So someone could climb if they are right, well, enough to touch those flowers. Are runes on this thing, you said? Well, it's completely covered with vines and flowers. So if there are, it would be behind those. All right, so I'm going to take my, um, I'm gonna like, you know, let's get rid of this crap. Let's clear, clean this nasty purple like, plant that I know. Flamethrower. You know, we, we have flamethrower knife, but uh, let's, let, I start take, I take my knife out and start cutting away at this. And you have your blade too, right, Well, uh, Yeah, I'm not getting close to those things. Well, Woolholz goes right up to it, and he's like, oh. let's see what he yeah, does. Yeah, he's going to run the show. He's like... Guys, I I think I think I I see something, but you guys are gonna have to clear out these 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 vines. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm to, doing. To I'm clearing it. out with my knife. Well, does he recognize these flowers as being dangerous? Oh no 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 no. Well, yes yes, they are dangerous. But you killed the creature that uh, that uh, was uh, you know making the flowers uh, you know attract you. So unless there's another one lurking around here, we should be okay. I okay. told Mo that like uh, that I did explain to you earlier that there were these flowers. <laughs> like, do you remember that? Like, the NPC like outranks. Uh, no, but John, do you actually do you actually remember that? I don't remember that. Really? Actually, don't. Yeah. I really wow. don't. I don't wow. know what you're talking about, John. Oh my god, he said that these flowers lure people from like hundreds. Yeah, I know of that. I know all that. Yeah, I don't know if these are separate flowers though. No, no, this is the flowers. They see the blue. That's the flowers. All right, but we'll help you. We'll help you along the way. We'll hold your hand. We got you. Well, we're clearing the vines. I'm still waiting for like, like, is there any value to the carcass of this Wachmajig? This uh, uh, this Ricinia? one creature. Yeah. Well, it might have teeth me. or something like that. That's uh, like right now. Uh, Hiroji is encumbered by the trophies that he's taken, um, but there might be some lighter thing like the heart. 
of the Vercinia or something like that, like the antennae or some, How some would, appendage. I, 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 you actually, you probably don't know what that is, that creature. So you, you told me everything I need to. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you remember you told me that? No, yeah. no, I did. I'd you know the you whole that, but, party, everything. Yeah, you know. yeah, but I didn't tell you there's nothing worthwhile. <laughs> I, I, I tell you that there's nothing worthwhile on that. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Is is it? You're, you're wasting our Steve? air. There's nothing good on it. The James reading. Okay. There's nothing. Good um. On it. So you spend a good 30 yeah, ask, minutes. You should ask me, not him. That's me. Okay, you spend a good 30 minutes. You're cutting down the vines. You're making some progress. You cut them down. And you can also do an engineering check if anyone wants, because you notice something. I wish rest That sounds like a yes, task I'm, for an I'm happy to help. Roji, I got you on that. Roji rolls a 10. Total garbage. Uh, and Chris, um, R- Rusty is behaving as management should. I've delegated all the jobs to all of you. <sighs> Rusty, we're going to have to have a. Talk. Sorry? We're gonna have to Tuttle rolls a 27 on his engineering. Tuttle easily sees that this rune obelisk was a massive post that supported a now missing observation deck. Though this actually seemed to have some other purpose. Oh, interesting. So it's actually functional, not uh, ceremonial or uh, mystical. Interesting. I, I say we spend some more time clearing all of the shrubbery away. See if we can find like an entrance, maybe, or a door or something. Sure. Yeah. I mean, how how high is it? Like an elevator. Like it's a hundred feet or something above the canopy. Three hundred feet. Wow. Thirty stories. Um. That's a lot of clearing. Well, just at the base. At the base, you manage to clear it out. And Mr. Walhals sees it. He goes, yes, it's it's written in an ancient dialect of Elvish, but I am able to read it. Thank God you're alive. Uh, How ancient is ancient? Decades, centuries, millennia, millennia? The most ancient. So we're talking approximately... Tens, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Oh, wow. Ah, so long before the gap. That's what you're saying. Long before the gap. That is correct. Okay. Wow. And he can't read this. And there, it had some function to it. And with a 27, we don't know the function. Is that correct? It appeared to be a watchtower of some sort. Oh. The few elven letters that have not been worn over time he reads to you. It says, Los Kilu, Monastery of Starsong, Embassy of the Spheres, and Temple of the Twelve. He reads it a bit more. He seems to also see some fragment notes that include mentions of paying respect, messengers from beyond, an academy, and interpreters... Of the beacon. That's all he can find. Mo says that sounds like a bunch of jibber jabber. <laughs> I agree. All right. Uh, maybe these monkeys have taken trinkets if they're smart. Like maybe they've killed the people and have taken like maybe a ring or something. He's going to check yeah, the monkey give me carcasses. S- well, the monkey carcasses are all empty, but you can give me a fortitude save. I mean, sorry, a, a perception check while you guys were like clearing the area and trying to find secret entrances and all that fun stuff. Mo, uh, Mo gets eight. a s- eight for perception, which means you find nothing. 
He finds the nose in front of his face. You find nothing? Everyone else can roll. 25. Roji gets a 25. Mine will probably not work, but we'll see. 16. 16, 8. Too shabby. Oh, that'll probably work. Maybe. Can you roll Tuttle? 17. Both Hiroji and Tuttle, as they're looking around, you find what appears to be some bloodstains, and about 30 feet south of the obelisk, you find some treasure. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. I don't let Mo know. That is, that is why we are here. Do you wish to approach the treasure? Yes. 30 feet south? Yep. Right over there somewhere. Right, right, right about right about there. Right about there. <laughs> hey, Mo. <laughs> oh, Mo just happens to be standing there. What's he standing on? What's under his foot? Did you like the way I killed that thing? And that <laughs> thing? I did do a, a good killing on that. <sighs> my god. I had a fight where I did a ton of damage finally. Finally lived up to my expectations. Who actually kills it, but it kind of Give me the fortitude say. I mean, sorry, I keep saying that. Give me I'm so used to it. Give me the perception check. Another one? Yep. All of us or just him? Just him, because he's searching in the area. If anyone right. wants to go and help him, they can. 24. Good. He's fine. You find... Aztec suit one. However, one small interesting thing about it, it appears to be torn to pieces with blood and viscera and guts still inside of it. It looks like it was eaten and then spitten out by like a creature. By this creature, maybe? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, is there anything of value in there? Can I do a DNA test? You actually do see some other items near the torn and disgusting suit. You find a Frostbite Class Zero Rifle and a cred stick with some bite marks on it. You also see what appears to be burns all around the area. It looks like one of the batteries exploded as it was being chewed on. Nice. Okay. That is it. That's what you see. I say, Mo, come over here. Tuttle. What do you got? What do you got? got? Some, I got something over here. Frostbite. Ah, this is a Frostbite Class Zero pistol. It says 1d6. That's a rifle. Uh, oh, is a it rifle. a rifle? Ooh. Yes. Oh, I thought well, it was said. In addition, it has lots of bite marks all around it. But do the bite marks look like the uh, the creature we killed? or is it something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it totally looks like the uh, yeah. the plant creature. Um, it looks still functional, though, but it does have a lot of bike marks in it. Yeah. And there's a cred stick. Uh, yeah, how much is on the cred stick? Are we not going to put it Oh, I'll, I'll hold on to that. You, uh, you, you punch it up, and even though it has been eaten and spit out, these cred sticks are notoriously tough. They are designed to withstand massive amounts of damage, and even though this thing probably went through the digestive tract, and out oh, the nice. other end, <laughs> it still works and has 290 credits on it. 290. All right. Yeah, you should bite on it to make sure it's genuine. I'm like, where's Rusty? All right, I'm around. Well, this rifle does one to eight uh, damage. Uh, am I the only one who can uh, use this? Yep. Yes. Uh, 
right, and the Aztec suit is garbage. I I take the uh, cred stick and I and I flip it in the air back to Rusty. I say, "You hold on to that for, for safekeeping. I trust yeah. you to hold on to that." Will <laughs> do. Not a problem. Right, thank you. And I see it has 190 credits on it. Okay. Yep. That's what I that's what I calculated too. Excellent. Oh, Steve, somehow I missed the 10-minute rest that I think everyone else took. So could I spend a resolve point and get back my Oh, no one no, no one rested at all. Oh, oh, we didn't do a rest yet. No, no. 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 we talked about it. Oh, you oh, didn't miss the rest. Right. We wanted right. to clear the obelisk. He had the... So you spend some time clearing the obelisk. There's no entrances. There's nothing. Um, if anything, it looks like there might have been a staircase or something around it. But that is long, long gone. It's kind of begging to be climbed. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I think I got this. I think I can do this. It's got handholds. Um, Rusty, Mo, and Wayland, and Cheddar, and Tuttle, all of you, can you spot me? Because I'm climbing up this mofo. Uh, all right, you're spotted. Uh, have Have you done your 10 minute rest? Let's Let's make sure you have your stamina points before you. I do my ten, I do yeah. a ten minute rest. Yeah, let's do a ten minute. Let's rest. all do it now. Great. Well, yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna. I haven't all... taken any damage. I don't. Yeah, you have. Rest. You've taken. Uh, stam- your stamina is all gone. Uh, is that you, true? Yeah, you've yeah. got three. No, 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 no. That's damage. not true. No, no. He has three meat damage and eighteen stamina. He has no damage. Yeah, I'm fine. Well, how did he lose? Um... All right. In the stampede, he took it, it in the stampede. Fight. Oh, don't worry okay. About okay, so um, can we deal with the poison, or is that something we can do later? I don't mind either way. And I don't. Okay, remember. everyone has their stamina healed except for Mister Tuttle. Alright, Hiroji, who's actually really cut in really good shape, starts taking a lot of his clothes off and uh, takes his um, backpack off. He takes off his shirt. He takes. Hey, this off. is a family program. Yeah, what's what's going on here? I, yeah, I wasn't yeah, ready yeah. for this. What's going right, on? I will get ready. Um, he's starting to um, take care of lightening his load, as it were. And uh, all I'm taking is my knife and my asthma, and my uh, shock pistol. And I'm gonna climb this sucker. Let's do it. Okay. So Oh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the cable that I, I have. I have a cable. Alright, have fun up there. I'm gonna take a nap I'm gonna for a bit. There. That's fine. So if you fall if you fail by five, you're gonna fall and you can die. Just FYI. Well, but and you can't take in a twenty athletics check to climb. What's the DC? The DC to climb this will be it's got to be similar to a ladder. I, I mean, heard handholds. I yeah, heard there's vines all the way up. It. Yeah, if there's no easy climb, he shouldn't do this. This is silly. It is a DC 10. It's not a rope, but it's considered... Right. Well, actually, I'll say it's a DC 5 because the vines are pretty strong. All right. So um, DC I, I think I have this, but I do have spiky things. Is that going to be a minus? Yeah, it's a minus 1. What, what was that spiky thing? Again? You have spikes all... That's the one that saved you from the poison, so... Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. Can't you just do take a ladder or something like that and like climb up the slow way? Well, I actually There's can't... no ladder. I, I, I can't fail oh, sorry, unless I roll a one, and then a one is actually a five. So I will make it over time. So you climb all the way up to the top slowly, but you do make it all the way to the tippy top, and you're 300 feet up in the air. What do you do? All right. First thing I do, since I'm mostly naked and I'm 
I've already I've, I drank a lot of water today is I will uh, relieve myself over the side. Are you aiming for anyone? Do you want to no, give a yeah. do an attack check? I'm actually aiming for Rusty, but no, I'm uh, farther away. Oh, man. I never got near. We fell for it. We were at the base of the, 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 the monolith. I'm farther away. Oh, my I God. Need to, I need to piss off the edge of the world, as it were. I've never been this high. Uh, <laughs> like, yes, I'm exerting my dominance and so claiming my territory. That's what I do. Um, no, I'm going to aim for the robot and probably hit it. Um but then I, you know, I foiled myself. I'm not myself. sure he's waterproof. Uh, we never established that. <laughs> but I probably hit my own gear and whatnot, and so I'm a little upset by that. But it's 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 so many many feet down. I'm sure no one gets it. I mean, we're talking about thirty stories, thirty story building. So, all right, I'm up there. I'm gonna do a perception check and try and see if there's an entrance or anything up here. Got it. Uh, I will take a twenty if I can. Actually, you I've can take a guys. twenty. Yeah. You're, you're you're up there. You can take a twenty. You look around and you can tell that this is definitely there was beams and areas where there was observation tower that was way up here. This looks like this was was both religious, perhaps, as well as functional. So that's long gone because it looks like that part was probably made out of wood. But you can see the marks and the stone where all of that was. So it looks like it probably had a spiral staircase rolling around the outside of it up to this top area. But yeah, I mean, there's some more of these elven ruins up here. Uh, ruins, I meant. But you can't read it. So... Well, can, I, can, I, can I, like, take my device and, like, yeah. uh, take you a picture of it and, like, send it yeah. down to Waylon? Yeah. You oh, he's telepathy, dude. Well, he can't read it, so... Dude. Yeah, it's you take pictures one. and send it down to Waylos if you want. And other than that, yeah, it's just a really nice view. I mean, you're 300 feet up. There is a total canopy, so everywhere you look is trees, trees, and more trees for several miles. But, like, this thing sticks above the trees, though, right? It's above the trees, but below oh. it you don't see really through the trees because it's well, a canopy. Oh, that's good. But you do see. Trees, I mean, I don't know what you're going to be stuff. looking for specifically. That's very cool. Um, if you give me a sec, let me look to see if you see anything. Yeah, if there's a canopy, that 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 caught all the uh, the urine. So we we, we uh, that is true. It's so yeah. far high in the clouds, actually. Yeah. It's not that high. Three 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 stories is that's high. Man. Dude, at Red Rock, I did a two thousand foot, you know, mountain. So thirty three hundred. Yeah. The jungle goes. You can see, and there's still jungle for quite a while, for at least another 18, 20 miles in every direction, except for where you came from. There appears to be jungle. Knowing approximately where you need to continue to go, you do see eventually it starts to slope upwards, but after that you kind of lose sight where you need to go after that. But you do see it's sloping upwards past the jungle into sort of a new terrain area. Wow, we are way up here. Do these um, elven, old, ancient elven runes uh, mean anything to Wayland? He looks at them and he says, Ah, yes, no, these appear to be, again, they mentions this Temple of the Twelve. And again, there's more mentions of paying 
respect to the temple and the messengers from beyond. That's it. It's okay. uh, it's still a fragmented and still worn, but it appears to be repeats of the information you found below. It doesn't right. appear to be anything new. I'm going to climb down, get my armor back on, get all suited up, air conditioner on, boom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, actually, you would have to do a fortitude save to be in the high heat. I'm, I'm going to say you do that. Give me a fortitude save. I'm a tough MO. I'm a tough MO. Oh, yeah. Get a four. You were, you were, <laughs> you were up there, but the heat got to you. You're not used to it. You've been you've been living along. You've been living amongst the the weak city dwellers, and- the city folk, too long. You lost your edge, and you take some heat damage. But it's not that bad. It's actually only like one d four heat damage. I think it's actually it's non lethal too. It's not even all that. He's bad. also dehydrated from all that peeing. That too. Yeah, it's 1d4 fire damage, but it's not lethal. All right, that's uh, I can take that. Four oh, points of, four. of four <laughs> points of non-lethal How could it be damage. other than a four? How could that be possible? Yes, of course it's four. I, can, I enjoy it. I have no problem. It's well worth it. I get a great view. Once in a lifetime. No one else has been on top of this in a long time. <laughs> All right, so what else are you guys doing? Climb down. Armor okay, up. Climb down. Get ready to. I think we should roll out and continue on. Well, I'm concerned. It rained recently. So. You of course missed a prime opportunity to smoke one of your cigarettes up on top of the world. Yeah. Sure. While he was climbing up, I want to treat this poison. Does anybody have uh, medicine knowledge uh, or not? I a medicine. I do. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Yes, I, I will wait till you cut down. <laughs> Hiroji uh, has it all. I literally. Actually, I, mean, I have some medicine. I should be able to help you out. We need to make a DC thirty check. Is that even possible? Yes. Well, I don't know. Well, Ooh. you already took the damage, so the poison's yeah, gone so... from your system. So, oh, it is. Yeah, it's okay. already gone. Yeah, it's okay, already cause... gone. So I think you just need to heal your ability damage and just go up oh, from okay, one cause... stage to another. Oh, all right. Because I, I, the advanced med kit said uh, you, with long term care you can treat poison, and that's a DC thirty. Uh, but it, uh, the the med kit gives a plus four damage and plus four. And plus four. It, well, no, no, no. I mean, the the kit gives me a plus two, and because I've saved against it, I get a plus four. Still, it's DC thirty. I mean, it's freaking ridiculous. So no, no. Um, the med kit it makes it like. Reduce the DC by five or something. No, it's or more. it's 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 two. It's it, it, what it does is it makes it. But I don't have to do that if it's if I've if it's left my system. Then uh, I just don't know why. I assume that it was still in my system because it's on my icon on my character still. I mean, I don't think my abilities went down. It did. You have a minus two to your decks. Oh, okay. I thought we got a lawyer for that, actually. Uh, some medicine that treats a stat loss. I think we did, yeah. I don't think it's worth it, though. Honestly, we're, we're doing outdoor adventures and we're traveling. I could, I could eat the two. I mean, this will take, what, two days to, to, to go away? Yeah, on its own. Yeah. Uh, I think antitoxin may have been the thing that heals it. I don't recall, though. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Well, it's, the, the toxin's out of my skin. It's just the ability damage. That's oh, that I natural don't heals. Which. So, yeah. All right. 
maybe the med patch. I don't know. I, I don't have anything else. Uh, but I agree. It will, should come back in two days. Yeah. So what happens is it's actually was poison, not disease. Poison, the way it works is it removes the poison from your system, but you remain at the same step of the track and you recover gradually. For every day of bed rest or two nights of normal rest, the victim moves one step towards healthy. And the rate of recovery is doubled by a successful medicine check, which is long-term care, page 143. Okay, and that's the DC-30 one. Okay. Right. Now, you have to do this at night, basically, when you do your resting. So, right. if you're going to rest here, you can do it. You can either wait two days, and this will disappear. You could try to do the check and do it in one day. But this was a poison, and it was a very fast-acting poison. So it went in your system. It immediately knocked you down. It sapped your dexterity because poisons generally will affect one ability. That's how they work. And this was a dexterity poison, so that's why you're sluggish. But you immediately fought it. But it was a very fast-acting poison that it didn't. Poisons don't really. Poisons happen in rounds. Diseases happen in days. That's pretty much the difference between the two. Oh, so I assume if two days of normal sleep means we can keep trucking, and if the, after the first day I will regain a point of no. dexterity? Okay. No, you're still at sluggish. So after two days, you'll go from sluggish to healthy because it's actually on this disease track. Okay. Sorry, this poison track. Yeah. So you go up one stage. It's it's You're actually sluggish, which is... It's weird because it's ability damage, but it's not ability damage. You don't really have a minus two to your dexterity. You have a minus two to specific skills. It's a condition that it's a condition. Reduces. It's a okay. specialized. I can condition totally. Yeah, we can live with that. That's just for poisons. Mo doesn't yeah. need this is completely new. Use the advanced medkit to treat him, though. Yeah, yeah you can it, use that to make it happen in one day. You can do the medkit if you want. Well, <laughs> it, it makes the DC a twenty to treat him, and we get a plus two. It's a medicine check. So I don't know where you're reading that. So this is the advanced med kit. It's on page 220. So the advanced med kit is a specialized tool, diagnosed ailments, blah, blah, blah. Um, DC to treat deadly wounds is only a 20, and you gain a... Yeah, you're reading deadly wounds. Is this a long-term care? And a long-term, yeah, long-term DC term is care. 30. <laughs> yeah, long- it's a 30. Well, no, yeah. you, you, can use, you have to make a roll to make it a long-term care thing. Well, he needs long-term care. That's what he needs. That's what I need. It's not treat disease or treat poisons because it's already out of his system. It's long-term care is what he needs. Basically, it's in his system. Uh, he fought it off, and it's going to take two days naturally to take out, or you can do long-term care, which is DC 30. And if you succeed, there's no reason not to do it. There's actually we, we can't We can't, we well, can't, we can't make it. We, we can't yeah, make we can't it. Enter 30. Yeah, even None of us are trained that much to do that. Well, what is the, my, what is the long-term? What does the kit give you? The kid gives plus you a two. plus two, and because I've beaten the poison once, I get a plus four from that. But I don't know what they're. I don't think they have a plus six for a, a medical check. So, well, it's no, it's not. a DC thirty, but you get a plus six. So, who has the highest medicine? I I have, I have a seven. I, oh, you does, do? Does anyone yeah, have a I've ten? I've got a plus eight. Yeah. Oh, so you guys shit. can do it because that's a plus yeah. six right there. Oh, well, you if guys you... haven't said anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. You well, can we easily, can do that. you can do it. You can do it. All right, so that's like an eighteen. We uh, we with. Uh, I mean, it's actually, hard, but it well, can be done. all right. Well, if, if Hiroji assists Tuttle, then we succeed on a sixteen, I believe. Yes, we have plus fourteen total. 
You, so, need, you need to no, no, no. You need to have thirty, right? So yeah, the thing gives you two. I give you two. You've got eight, twelve. So you need an eighteen. You need to roll natural eighteen. No, I, I get a plus six total. I have plus four because I've beaten the poison. I get a plus two because the kit, and the plus two for from an assist. If I if I assist, yeah. If you assist, okay. So oh, you get a plus four. Okay. Yeah, and Tuttle gives we, a plus eight. He gets a plus eight for we, his we, check. We, so we have we have to spend day to do that. That's no. We we spend. Uh, is that a day? A, a long term care is. It takes a day. I thought it was ten minutes. It's not worth losing a day. Yeah, let's just keep moving at more normal rate. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. fall behind these guys. Yeah, let's I mean, just wait for. Care. It only takes ten minutes to set up, but I don't know how long term care takes. But... Long term care is a day or more. So yeah, so that's fine. So let's just go. Tuttle looks like he's almost dead. What's up with Tuttle? Yeah, he's a lot of that is stamina though. No, Not, that's all hit points. That's all meat oh, damage sorry. you're taking. Yeah, you you have your stamina is fully healed. Oh, you're yeah. right. I'm sorry. I'm, that's nine of twenty hit points, so I could probably use a potion or two. Sorry. What does the zero. spider do actually? What yeah, is, you you should take spider. You should uh, although it only well, it uses charges, and once we're out of charges, it's done. Done. Yeah, so, let's, but you you actually need that kind of healing. I, I, I'm giving them a serum because I think it does more than the spider. The nope, spider's spider good. More. I have five the damage. Spider I, does. The spider does two d eight. Two d eight. Two d eight. Oh, two d eight. Oh yeah, you should use the spider. I mean, if you guys are okay with me using no, the spider, use the spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You got a billion charges on that spider. You have eighteen yeah, charges 20. left. All right, I'll use one charge yeah, of the spider 18. then. The spider can't be used in combat, so we should, it's for this. You use all the right. spider. It. You put it on your body. Sure enough, it goes all around you, tickles you, and heals. You can roll it. 2d8. And it checks you with something nasty. You're going to make a save. Not bad. Yeah, 12. Oh. You're fully healed. However, give me the fortitude save as the poison is coursing through your veins and might have a side effect. Oh, dear. That is an 8. <laughs> That's an 8. Side effects include... And dry my world. For your side dry mouth. These are the warnings on the bottle. One side death. Oh God. Side effects include death, dismemberment, and more death. No. So you... Do not taunt super happy fun ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The stitch spider leaves an area of hard skin where the wound was. Your KAC increases by one. And you take a minus two penalty to reflex saving throws. Is that permanent? No. It looks oh, like okay. the rest, that should hopefully fall off. Oh, that's good. So if we don't get in a fight in a day or so. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. It Well, it increased you. It actually made your armor go up. But it gives you a minus two to your reflex. So it actually gave you... In fact, remember your old character? On, it's remember when you grew the armor it's yeah. the same effect it sort of gave you armor but sort of slowed you down you so it's like a super scab it's a super scab that's right nasty right. you have no you have no fur in that area it's just like a large patch of dead skin Ooh, mousey with the weird thing on him no, Mouse has like spots. Do I have to wear? Do I have to wear the code now to keep from from biting? At <laughs> yeah, from scratching. Like guys, guys, I, 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 you gotta help me, man. I can't help it. I can't help it. I, I can't stop biting myself. All right, so 
that's I think the last thing we need to do before we get uh, moving. Do you guys want to do anything else? No, nope, we're all suited up, ready to move, get it up, and move it out and look yeah, out for these monkeys because all monkeys must die. Well, yeah. I, I would say let's just for simplicity at the end here. Let's say we walk six more miles and camp out. You walk six more miles, you camp out. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there, that's great. Yay, boy, that's a lot of cheering for walking and. Uh, I produce my trophies and show them to Rusty. I say, Rusty, what do you think of these trophies? I'm taking these out of this jungle. No matter uh, what. You should really clean off like the, the neck stumps. They're kind of bloody. And they are. There's, up your clothing. No. It is nasty. Have you considered like actually hiring somebody to really have them stuffed and mounted? Yes. There, there will be a trophy wall adorning the outside of my starship. <laughs> the outside? <laughs> So wait, you're gonna be, you're gonna be a reaver. I mean, you're putting heads on the outside of your That's spaceship. How I do? <laughs> That's what Hiroji does. Okay, so He's you're going to be feared hunter. throughout the cosmos. Is that your point? Of course. All right. What else is there? So for dinner, Woolholz whips up some sting bat surprise monkey brains. He's like, oh, I took, I took the monkeys. I think I got most of the poison out. <laughs> who, who wants to go first? I'm all attracted. Well, no, Mole eat it. Mole eat anything. Mole's eating it. Yeah, he's it. He'll eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> Mo will try it. Give it to Mo. You need uh, a fort safe. All sure. the all the stingers that are left around. Natural That's- twenty. Oh, it's been a great night for uh, the saves. You are like this is delicious. You want wow. doubles, triples, quadruples. You want as many helpings as you can get. These sting bats, they might be annoying, but damn, they taste good. <laughs> it's worth the fight. I was like, you know what? I might have to make a little uh, make a little recipe out of this. Actually, Wolholz is like, oh, huh, maybe I can submit a new recipe to uh, uh, the uh, Better Homes and Gardens. Mm, yes. All right. Well, most turning in early. He's 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 he. The robot can do the the, the guard. He's gonna get that poison. <laughs> get the poison out of my that. system. Just <laughs> that robot can guard you. All right. Well, let's set up the tent. Remember to set up my bed and put some tent, some you know sort of tenting oh, around it to separate a partition. Yeah, there's partition. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. And then afterwards, you can clean the dishes. And then if you want to go to sleep after you're done with all your chores, that's fine. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank for you for saving me from those trampling beasts, as I, I thought I was almost gone for. <laughs> um, when I'm you're thanking Kim, you mean thanking me, actually. No, was actually, a... that was me, as a matter of fact. I saved him from, I saved you from monkeys. Don't forget. Uh, you that. saved him from monkeys, but I saved him from trampling. True. Oh, yes. Everyone, everyone's going to get mentioned in my notes when I put in a full report of what happened. I'll say that the collective team was uh, saving my life. Yes. I would love to see a copy of that report before it goes to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's nothing but glowing. We're talking about your escapades of how you slayed the monkeys, shocked the monkeys, and killed the creature of the plant. I know. There might be some certain pronouns and embellishments that need to be modified. Rusty, you would agree with this, yes? I, I would agree with that, as a matter yes. of fact. If we have to, things might have to be adjusted just to keep it clean. But, okay, um, have a good night, and uh, let's continue on tomorrow. You went six miles, you camped for the night, now you woke up, and you're going to decide if you're going to go the shortcut way. We decided the hard roll. Or the hard roll. So if you're doing the hard roll, 
Give me a survival check. All right. Well, first, if someone's assisting, they have to assist. Yeah. I'm waiting for my assist rolls. I want to see that. Um, I only have a plus three, but I'll try to assist. All All you have to do is hit a ten. That's a myth. A four, a four is definitely not a ten. He rolls a, a one, especially with the plus three. That <laughs> well, the four. a one. It's like, <laughs> distracted by a fern. You're like, is that a fern? That's. Yeah. I'm pretty sure North is over there, right in the direction of the sun. Well, looks like uh, Hiroji's going to have to do the legwork. Uh, can anyone else assist me? I'm hoping. Nope, no, you're on your own. Roll it. Beautiful. No, unless Wayless can. Nope, I, I don't I got think this. he can. We've already been through all this. Roll your die. Not bad. Roll Let's a 16. Let's see. Gets a 9. Gets a 16. Now, you would get a plus 2 because you have all the notes and stuff. But he did roll a 1, and I think I was going to say that a 1 will sort of give you a negatives because yep. he tells you to go the wrong way, even though you said you wanted to go this way. Ah. I sabotaged you. Yeah, no, he was, his, his, his conclusion was so stupid. Like he said, go up, go straight <laughs> yeah. up, and I said, you need to go up into the trees. Right, actually. Okay, I mean, but with that, I will say, you guys, after much bickering and complaining and arguing, you actually think you figured out how to go the right way, as the terrain gradually begins to slope upward. However, Mister Tuttle, give me a perception check. There we go. I I go with from the natural one to the natural twenty. All right, you managed to roll a 26, and you see something that appears to be following you while you've been uh, trekking through the woods. You think you see something. It appears to be right on the edge of your distance, about 100 feet off into the behind you, but it definitely looks like a colorful predator that's rather large, that seems to have tentacles for a face, lots of colors, and kind of a, like, frill-like back, and with four legs and a very long spiky tail. You're not exactly sure what this is, but it seems to be, um, seems to be following you. Can I take a life science check? Yes, you may. A nine's probably not going to get me a whole lot. You aren't exactly sure what this thing is, since you, um, you, you you can't really get a great look at it. Although I'll say you got a 20, so I'll say you did get a good look at it. You, you've heard of it. You, you know what it is, but you don't know anything about it. It's a, uh, Kassarik. Um, does Hiroji have a life science? Hiroji is like, you know what? I am going to attempt to quietly point it out to the other guys. I mean, I'm just going to... Ah, okay. Now we know about it. Look look natural, but don't don't look carefully. Brody puts a hand over his eyes to block the sun. And uh, take a look at that. So so we can see. Well, nothing I can do about it. Uh, Yeah. Nothing over there. Well, you get some bonuses because you get a 10 on your life science, Hiroji. Rolls a 2. Another stellar roll for Hiroji. You um, you actually know this because the only thing that's saving your bacon is that you're from this planet. Yeah, it's my planet. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that, you'd be completely useless. However, you are only mostly useless in this case. 
You see it. I will show you what it looks like. That is what the creature looks like. It looks rather cute. It looks like a tentacle face, which will give you a nice little hug. You actually know about the Caserics. Caserics are rather large. They're actually plants, believe it or not. That's right, mobile plants. And they like to actually spit out spores. And the spores is how they procreate. So they'll actually spit spores at you that it'll then burrow into your flesh and then slowly kill you. And then over a period of days, eventually your body will explode of all these baby carisks. It's it's a bad way to go. That is really nasty. I hate that. I hate that a lot. This is like something your mom would tell you nightmare mm. stories about, about these things would come up and, like, kill you horribly if you didn't, like, behave. So, uh, how far away are these? There's only one. It's about 100, to, it's about 100, 100 feet away. It's, a, it's very, very, very casually following you. It doesn't seem to be making any threats or anything. just seems to be, you know, going your way. All right, well, um, that's horrifically bad. I hate that. But with that, you manage to make it all the way to day four of your travel. You manage to not encounter anything else. Of course, the monkey, spider monkey, prison things, horrible things are throwing food at you and harassing you, but they're not getting anywhere near you nah, after you mess them up. Yeah, we will shoot them and kill them and take yes. more trophies. And eat them. And eat them. I'll actually make monkey in a stick. <laughs> we had that for dinner last night, actually. That's... All right, well... Uh... That's wasabi dressing. I'm good with that. Do we get another check for this Caseric the next day, or is that nope, not a thing? All right. Um. Uh, well, we got to make camp, and this thing is going to probably attack us at night. Um. Does Shadow uh, have any type of infrared sensors? Uh, well, he got dark vision from the goblin upgrades. So, oh, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. But he doesn't have infrared. Yeah, it's not infrared. He can't see through things, but that's still kind of good. All right. Well, um, what can we do? We we got to sleep. So, how far away is this thing? Well, now you don't see it, but it was yeah, following it's... you by about a hundred. You could only see about ninety feet uh, with all the canopy and crazy jungleness and it was yeah. always about 100 feet it was right outside your range and only because someone had a fantastic perfect 20 on his check he was able to actually see it and see it following you well we get in a defensible position before yeah. we camp and we camp okay so you guys can camp for the night you can put mr well, let, let's put in that codicil if i'm looking for a defensible position where it can only approach from one direction Okay, then give me a survival check. Chris? Yeah, Chris is gone. And I think, Jason, can you do a survival check? Uh, can uh, Tom I'm only like one? plus three on survival, but I can, yeah. I can try. Well, that's a so good assist. So you roll a 17. Well, no, wait, that was a, yeah, a 17. I'll give it yeah. to you, 17. Um, yeah, you, no. you actually find a fairly defensible. The good news is it's the jungle. Um, there's a lot of areas where you can kind of like go up against trees and try to minimize yourself. The bad news is there's nowhere to cover you from above. 
Oh, but we have a tent, though. We have a nice tent. You have a tent, but you obviously are you going to be sleeping in the tent, or are you going to be sleeping outside the tent? Oh, in the tent, oh. in the tent. Oh, tell you, in the tent. With one well, person on watch. Yeah. Well, Who would that person be? Cheddar. It's going to be Cheddar. No, it's going to be uh, a rotating watch, as usual, right? No, we, we've used Cheddar all night long. He doesn't yeah, sleep. Cheddar, cheddar is a inferior product, though. Um, oh, I'll pretend you didn't I'm say that. I'm pretty sure he's got better vision than you do. Yeah. I much prefer Gruyere. Ha. Um, or smoked Gouda. But anyway, um, no, we should have a live person watching. Well, we have no need to sleep, really. I, I can do six hours and we're good. No, because uh, we, we can't take bonuses. Well, what would, okay, we're going to, let's simplify this. Cheddar and a person. Yeah, cheddar and a person. Right. All right, we set uh, shifts. We do it in alphabetical order. Okay, you guys spend the night going through. The only problem with that is I don't think Mo would get full eight hours of sleep and will not heal his poison. So do you let Mo? No, no we let his... Mo be abstaining from that and let, it's just the rest of us. Well, right. I mean, are, are we moving 12 hours or 16 hours a day? You're, you're moving 12 hours a day. Okay, because I mean, and I assume, I guess the question is, do we have 12 hours of rest? Is that the question? Because you well, can do eight the rotation. Hours of continuous rest. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So you can do, do the, the first, first watch hours, and, and then, then goes to sleep for eight you, know. Hours. you know how it goes. Got it. Yeah. That yeah. you can do. Okay. All right. Fine. So you do your watches and let's see if anything. And actually, I, and actually I've thought about this. Like, it doesn't matter who does what watch at what time. You just roll a random die and whoever is the number assigned, that's the person who happens to be awake at that time. Yeah. Sure. All right, so the good news is, other than hearing some scary sounds throughout the night and some weird sounds that almost sounded like something was talking to you, and it was saying, like, words like, hello, and who's there, and come on out, and these kind of, like, broken sentences, kind of in common, but not really... It was a little bizarre, and it was coming from the uh, jungle, like all around you. But other than that, you know, you've been fine. So nothing actually came in and attacked you. So many things have been swallowed up in this jungle, I'm sure. I think it's great. It's learning our language, our customs, our mannerisms, so that at some point when it replaces one of us, it'll be fully integrated. That's great. Mm -hmm. I I hope it's not me. I hope it's not me also. Well, I think uh, it's already you. Uh, <laughs> it's like the body snatchers. Yeah. You know? It's like Just the like thing. that. Yeah. Or the thing. Even better. All right. Are, are these like voices that we hear or is it voices that we like dream of or something? Oh, no. You heard them. You guys heard oh, okay. them outside coming from all around you. All right, I would have liked to assume that these nights that we sleep that I charge my battery off of a... Well, you can't charge your battery off anything. You, uh, now, your I batteries... off, uh, now I can charge it off of um, Tuttle's USB port, no? He has to... Tuttle has to, to be the one walk in. It, yeah. And he has to be walking because it uses momentum, so... Uh... But you, I'm assuming you're fully charged. I'm always assuming... Well, I mean, my, 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 my battery has 100 charges. Yeah, you you're fully charged. I'm going to assume that you're totally yeah, fine. I it only takes, I think, a few minutes. So in the morning, even you could spend an hour just doing calisthenics to charge up your batteries. So, nice. anyhow, day five. What are you doing? Are you using the power 
to keep your guys' air conditioning cooled in the hot, hot, oh. so you don't get um. This day, I am not doing yeah, that. Air conditioning every day. Air nope. conditioning every not day. Today, I'm like, I'm free booting it. I'm like, you know what? I need to smoke my cigarettes. I need to smoke my cigars. I need to smoke. I need to enjoy it. I'm doing that. You know what? I'm in for this. I'm also not not going to use my environmental suit today. Whoa! I, I convinced you. Did I convince you? Craziness. Yep. Uh, if you remember, my suit is one day less than everybody else's. I will need to yep. take gas. You days. need one day less. I got one day more. Let's smoke. Do you want to smoke? Do you want a cigarette? Uh, if you've got them, I'll smoke them. If you got, them. I have them. All right, most taking. He's 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 in air conditioning. He's not doing this. That's yeah, not everybody at once. Nonsense. They're, they're gonna awaken us, so that's fine. Hey everyone, Steve here. So we left off that they are going to go through the jungle without any armor. And boy, that is not a good idea. But I tell you, there's one thing is that Chris and Bob have known each other forever. I can't even, I don't even know how many years, 25, 30 years. And there's a little bit of a competitive streak between those two, if you didn't notice. So no matter what characters they play, they're always ripping off each other. So as soon as Chris decided that he's going to go through the jungle without any armor, Bob had to follow suit. And it's really funny. I do love when there's these dynamics of your friends in the games that kind of go beyond the game. And I'll tell you one thing, don't play Risk with us. That's one of our favorite games. We play like Risk 2210. It is a bloodbath when we play together. I tell you, it is nuts. So for the topic this week, a couple of people have asked me, how do I like start if I want to just do my own thing? If I want to write my own world and my own campaign, especially if I'm new to this, if I'm new to role playing. So here is a tip on how to do that. So the very first thing I'm going to tell you is don't. That's right. Don't do it. People are like, what? I want to jump full in. I just want to start writing my own stuff. And I just want to start playing. And I'm going to tell you why I say no is because it depends also what you're playing. I'm going to caveat that. If you're playing D&D 5th Edition, which is designed for storytelling, and it is nearly impossible to kill a character off, I would say you can probably start right away and jump right in because that's kind of like a softball game. But if you're going to be playing Pathfinder or Starfinder, where the emphasis is not just role-playing, but combat and grittiness and a lot of number crunching, I would say do not jump in right away because it is very, very easy to build an unbalanced encounter and then kill everyone off. I cannot emphasize the number of times I have seen people build new campaigns with new players, they get them involved, they kill off their characters within a few sessions, and then those players are soured and will never play again. I have seen that more times than I can count. I've even seen it recently. It just happens because it's very, very easy to kill off someone's character. And until you get the hang of it and you get what I call the feel of the adventure or the system, you do not know what is too deadly. Now, yes, the system is sort of designed so that you should be able to build encounters correctly, but it doesn't matter. I've seen monsters that are extremely overpowered at low levels and vice versa. There's tons of Starfinder and Pathfinder first level monsters that are just way too hard for first level characters. And they will easily kill off your characters, especially at the lowest levels. So what I suggest is instead 
play either Pathfinder Society or Starfinder Society Adventures. Do those first. The main reason is, one, they're short. They're five hours long. Each adventure has about five encounters in it. Each encounter is about an hour long. And the best thing is all the encounters are crazy and cover everything. For example, in Starfinder, you can have a role-playing encounter. You can have a combat encounter. You can have a starship combat encounter. You can have a chase vehicle encounter. There's lots of different methods of play, and none of them are that big or too complex. The nice thing about these is that they're very well balanced for low-level characters. They're usually on the side of almost easy in a way, and that will allow you to get a feel for how these encounters are built and give you a feel for the system so that when you play, you can easily build the monster encounters to a level that won't kill off your PCs right away. So I strongly, strongly recommend you play some of the smaller adventures, the Starfinder and Pathfinder Society adventures, and play a couple of those first. Now you say, why don't I just jump into a adventure path? Adventure paths are much more complex, and they're not all balanced. For example, the Dead Sun's adventure path, I would say the first adventure is one of the toughest adventures I've ever seen in terms of GMing. It's not a beginner's adventure path by any means. There's a lot of tricky stuff in there. So definitely don't always start off with something big. I know it's tempting, but the Starfinder Society adventures are great. And they can just sort of like, you know, it's almost like training wheels. And when I first started out, I would do that too. I would take small modules. There's not as many modules out now. I would take small modules and I would play those to get a feel for the system. I even did that for Starfinder. We even did a couple of the beginner Starfinder Society adventures just so I can get a feel for the system before we jumped to the Dead Suns. Eventually, you'll get so good that you can just see and read and know in your head how balanced a combat is. And I emphasize combat because that's really where people will die. It's in the combat. And you want combat to be challenging, sure, but you don't want to kill people off because of a bad balance or bad rules. And I'll give you an example. We used to play with my friend Seth. You've probably heard his name many times. And he played the old-fashioned way in which something like 15% of an encounters were really easy and like 60% of the encounters were considered your level and then another 15-20% of the encounters were considered really hard and then 5% of the encounters were considered, this will kill you, you should run away. And that's how he would build the encounters. I don't know if I just added up to 100%. I think I maybe did. If not, you, f you know what I'm talking about. But basically, one out of every 20 encounters was way, way over your head, and it will kill you off. End of story. That is how we ended up ending our last campaign, is that there was a dragon up in the sky... And it was me and Bob and Chris as the players. And he decided to have the dragon land in front of us. I ran away. Bob and Chris decided to face the dragon. And sure enough, they died. And then at the end, he yelled at us because he said what we, quote, were supposed to do was all run away. Now, that is not a good GMing technique. People aren't going to, quote, know to run away. If I do that in my games and I give something that's way too hard, I will sometimes just say outright, like I did two episodes when they were thinking of attacking those dinosaurs that were way too hard for them. One of them would have killed them. There was like 10 of them. 
they would have died instantly. And I said outright, if you attack them, you will die, period. And I was very emphatic about it. That is what you need to do. Now that is unfair. And because of that, we never played again. He actually was angry that we all died. I couldn't really play because I was by myself. And then he built this whole world and he had all these encounters and all these cool things. And he built out like 30 different areas for us to explore. We died right in the beginning and they were so disgusted we never played that adventure ever again. And his entire world went to waste. And you know what? I'm going to blame him for bad GMing. Because you don't start off an adventure with something that's going to kill you right off. It's just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Now, is he a bad GM? No, he was just a little rusty when we played that. And eventually he got a lot better and his adventures were much more balanced. And we even played an adventure of D&D 4th edition from 1st to 20th level and everything went fine. But the point is, is that you gotta get a feel for the system. You gotta get used to it. You gotta know whether encounters are too hard or too easy and adjust them on the fly. That's something else I do all the time. I will change the encounter slightly. If I feel it's too easy, I'm definitely gonna adjust it. If I feel it's way too hard, I also will adjust it the other way. The goal is not to kill everyone outright. In my mind, the goal is to bring everyone to the brink of death. If someone dies, so be it, but not to just kill them and then it's unfair and then everyone has a bad taste in their mouth. And finally, that's one of the main reasons why we are such sticklers for the rules is that we feel that as long as you're playing by the rules and everyone plays correctly and together using the same rule set, death is not cheap. Death is something that is earned. And that is why we're very, very strict with the rules. And if you hear in our show, whenever someone goes off a tangent and goes off the rules just a tiny bit, people get very angry, and that's because they don't want to have anyone die because of a mistake. So we're very careful about that. So there you go. My quick tip is start off with a couple of small adventures, society adventures, or you can buy a third-party adventure. Try it out. Once you get your head around how the system works, Go ahead, build your own adventures. I would strongly recommend you build them like Starfinder or Pathfinder Society. Build little adventures that have four, five, or six main encounters to them, and that's it. As you get better, you can build the module size, which usually has about 15 to 20 encounters, and then eventually go from there. And that's how you should picture and build your adventures. I could talk more about this in another episode as this is going quite long. So here we go, some show notes. First of all, I did want to mention that a couple of people pointed out that Chris slash Hiroji should not have the high capacity battery and that he can't use that in his azimuth laser pistol. And we actually figured that out a little bit later. One of the reasons that happened is because, I'll be honest, I was so shocked when Chris bought that. I never even expected him, so I didn't quite know the rules that well. And after he bought it, I did speak to him and what he actually did is he changed it for five regular batteries. And he didn't even want his money back. He's like, oh, that's my mistake. I made a mistake. I'm just going to get five batteries instead. And again, he wanted to play by the rules. So we just changed that out. You might hear us say it in the future episodes, but we actually do fix that. Also, don't forget, new podcast every Tuesday. This Wednesday, we have a new Starfinder Society podcast, Adventure 1-10. It's part three. This one's one of my favorite parts. It's really funny. Go check that out tomorrow. Also, please don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes and Android and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, check out Jason's Talking Combat column every Thursday on the website. Join us on Discord if you want to play some Starfinder or check out the images from every episode. 
You can follow us at discord.rollforcombat.com. Also, if you go on the Discord channel, I have pictures of all the Starfinder Society characters now. You can see we just finished them all. You can see what all six of them look like. We have this cool, like, class photo almost of all of them together. And something I'm going to do is that every time we do a Starfinder Society adventure, I'm going to change out the photo. So each adventure is going to have a different cast, and you'll see how they change each time. It's going to be fun. I also have t-shirts for everyone. So if you like the Starfinder Society characters, check out the t-shirts on the website. You can just go to the shop area, and I have t-shirts for everything. We got the Goblins. We got Cheddar Mark III. We got lots of things. And if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, just go to the Discord channel, and if you get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt. So that's another way to get a t-shirt. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can check out our Reddit channel. Make sure you check out our Patreon, where we have some cool prizes, and we release some of our podcasts early there. And then finally, don't forget, we are going to be at PaisoCon. If you are going, let me know. Maybe we'll give you a shirt or something. And we have two talks, one on Saturday at 11 and one Sunday at 4. And the one Sunday we're doing with Order of the Amber Die. Order of the Amber Die was supposed to be there last year, but none of them made it. Well, one person made it and that was it. I was actually very excited to meet them last year. But this year, all the core members are going and they're joining us. And they're actually going to be hanging out with us and playing with us this year. It is going to be awesome. So with that, I will see you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Hiroji's motto, it's time to throw a grenade.